In this episode of 750 Mills, we take a look at the man who didn't eat for a year and ended up in the best shape of his life. Then we talk about a married couple who got COVID-19 and probably shouldn't have survived it, but they did. Finally, we look at one specific way to make yourself healthier, live longer, and detox your body for free. You could do this right now if you wanted to. And we look at the science behind it. All of that, plus this episode's secret link in the Feel Good Featured track, is coming at you right now. Hey everyone, welcome to 750 Mills, the show that highlights the good stuff in the world today and points you to news, music, and all manner of genuinely useful, at the very least, mildly interesting things that's all meant to help you start off your day or your week right. My name is Andre, I'm happy to have you hang out with me, got a nice roundup of some good and interesting stories we can all do with. One has to do with a married couple who, by all accounts, probably should be dead by now, but thankfully they aren't. Another's got to do with some big guy back in 1965, and finally the last story has to do with you, maybe, but that'll be up to you to decide. Stick around and see what you think, you just might be surprised. And I mean that in a good way. First up folks, I'd like you to meet and get to know Robert and Janice Beecham, a couple from Texas who've been married for 46 years. They probably shouldn't be alive right now, but they are. Here's the story. Janice has breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Robert has had two strokes just a few years ago and just a few years apart. Some time ago, Robert started feeling a little unwell. And given just a general climate of everything with the pandemic, he decided to get tested for COVID-19. He sought out a diagnosis and potentially treatment without much too much of a fuss because he'd been feeling unwell for a week and change. So this is something that he wouldn't have normally done, according to his son. You know how old school some folks are. They'd rather tough things out than get help right then and there. This was different though. Robert was worried, given everything that was going on, and when the test results came in, well, it was positive that he had COVID-19. This was an elderly gentleman who had already had the two strokes that we talked about. His wife had cancer in a couple of places. Now, you can just imagine what might have been going on through Robert's mind. Never mind himself. What about his wife? Thankfully, Robert got good treatment. He eventually made it home. After that, though, Janice started showing some mild symptoms, so she got tested, and the results also showed up positive for COVID-19. And this was just after undergoing surgery for one of her cancers. She was also slated to undergo continuing treatment and chemotherapy before the diagnosis, but that would now have to be put on hold because of having COVID-19. So one complication after another for somebody who's considered very at risk for this thing. Long story made short, both Robert and Janice were able to pull through and recover from COVID-19. Now here's the notable thing about what they went through though. First, Robert gives credit to his doctor, uh, Dr. Satyam Nayak, for not just treating his condition, but also taking the time to really just talk to him, to settle his anxieties and keep his spirits up especially after finding out just how much Robert cared about Janice, which I'm willing to bet probably helped him recover faster. So Dr. Satyam Nayak used Janice as motivation to help inspire Robert to really just have that 
fighting spirit to recover faster. Give him something to look forward to. The second thing that's notable here is that, well, this teaches us that we have to have proper testing so you know exactly what you're up against. Doing what you need to do, treatment-wise, and following protocols no doubt went a long way, helping Robert and Janice overcome what could have otherwise been a tragedy, or at the very least, minimize or decreased risk factors. Coronavirus is something that's really new and complex, especially when there's so many factors to consider along with individual situations. One thing we know for sure doesn't help is just being cavalier and taking chances and unnecessary risks. And third, can we just take a moment to thank people like Dr. Nayak, who don't just treat people like numbers or stats on a medical sheet, but who actually take the time to treat the person, even if it's doing something so basic as taking a genuine interest in them, having a short conversation to maybe just settle nerves and calm them down a little. I get that in some places doctors and nurses are already overworked and overloaded, but when you hear folks still taking the time to go the extra mile like this, you just gotta show them a little love, folks. Thank you guys, and I hope things get better for y'all as well. Speaking of gratitude, just want to take a quick break to thank you guys, not just for hanging out with me as we go through all sorts of interesting stories and useful stuff, but also doing things like telling people about the show and even sharing episodes and clips on places like Facebook and elsewhere on social media. That's right. If you're on Facebook, you can go to the 750ML Podcast Facebook page and either like or follow the page. You'll get updates and audiograms. If you've been enjoying the show or if there's anything you've heard that you thought was interesting or useful and you'd like to support the show, tell a friend. Point him in this direction. That'd be much appreciated and hey, we'll be spreading interesting stuff and good vibes around. Anyway, back to the show. Have you heard the story about the man who didn't eat anything for a year and wound up in the best shape of his life? This is the story of Angus Barbieri, a then morbidly obese fellow from Scotland who used to weigh 456 pounds, that's 207 in kilos. This dude wasn't just heavy, he was sumo wrestler heavy. These are the types of fellas who could pick a fight with you and win by sitting on your head, and that'd pretty much be the end of you. In 1965, Angus walked into the University Department of Medicine at the Royal Infirmary of Dundee in Scotland. Doctors he spoke to there decided to put him on a short fast with the expectation that this would help him lose weight, though they probably weren't quite expecting Angus to take it as far as he actually did. So the days turned into weeks, and so on and further on went. His goal was to reach his ideal weight of 180 pounds or 82 kilos. Now, during all of this time leading up to his total of 382 days of fasting, Angus only occasionally took vitamin and mineral supplements, things like potassium and sodium. So these are electrolytes and they serve key functions in the body to minimize any risk of nutritional deficiencies. He would also consume coffee, plain tea, sparkling water, and all of these ones had zero calories and wouldn't break his fast. During the last few weeks of his over a year long fasting regime, he started adding small quantities of milk and sugar to his drinks finally. So he carried out his 382 day fast mostly from his home, though he'd come in to see his doctors for regular checkups to see how he was doing. So some of these checkups would involve regular blood sugar checks, 
which were used to prove that he hadn't eaten and that he could function quite normally despite being hypoglycemic, meaning that he had low blood sugar levels. So, at the end of it all, Angus got what he wanted. He hit his target weight of 180 pounds after a year and change. When he checked in again five years later, he mostly maintained this new and better physique, weighing just 196 pounds, which is a far cry from his original obese weight of nearly a quarter of a ton. So, can you fast for a year and be in the best shape of your life? Well, if you're like Angus Barbieri, you're in a similar personal situation, and you're able to get support from a medical unit like he did, that's possible. Definitely possible. Since Angus's time, fasting, for however long or short of an interval, has been seeing increased interest for its potential health benefits by researchers and growing segments of the medical community. Today, though, not a lot of people find the idea of not eating for several weeks or months, and much less a year, very appealing. But the idea of fasting for health is alive and well, and it's also growing in popularity, especially in the recent few years, particularly in the form of what's now being popularly called intermittent fasting, or IF for short. First off though, why should you care about intermittent fasting? Well, how about this? Quite a number of studies have been done on, and we will be going through some of these studies, on intermittent fasting and it's been found to have these benefits. It improves your health by fighting inflammation, improves your heart health, it improves your blood pressure and cholesterol levels, boosts your brain function, and might even help prevent degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. It helps you lose weight and flatten your midsection, helps you build muscle if you're into bodybuilding, and it may even help delay aging and help you live longer. That's just some of the benefits. Before we go through the research that supports the benefits we just mentioned, let's be clear about what we're talking about when we say intermittent fasting. Because sometimes, depending on who you ask, you may get differing ideas of what that actually means. When I say intermittent fasting, I'm referring to what Dr. Rhonda Patrick more specifically describes as time-restricted eating. This means that you only eat within a certain time range in a day. For example, you only allow yourself to eat between the times of 12 noon up until 6 p.m. in the evening. So that's fasting for 18 hours with an eating window of 6 hours or 18-6 fasting for short. Outside of that eating window, so to speak, you can only have water, black tea, black coffee, maybe some sea salt in your water, occasionally to replenish your electrolytes, and nothing else with any calories in it that might break your fast or stop you from getting the benefits of practicing it. Other people uh, start out with something less intimidating, like fasting for, say, 12 hours and eating within a 12-hour eating window. In other words, 12-12 fasting, short, which in practice means getting all your calories between, say, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. You'll still get some of the benefits of fasting, although not to the degree that longer fasts tend to give you. But of course, this is a starting point, and most people move on to longer fasting routines like 14.10, 16.8, and like we mentioned above, 18.6, which is what many believe to be the ideal balance of sustainable intermittent fasting in relation to the effective benefits that it provides. Right now though, let's dig into the research behind why intermittent fasting is good for you. Let's go over some of the benefits again, 
In 2012, Dr. Karl Krzelnicki, writing for ABC Science, noted that in humans, fasting seems to have health benefits for high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, and epilepsy in children. In animals, fasting seems to reduce the cognitive decline that happens in conditions such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. This was from his column called Great Moments in Science, from an article where he highlighted and was writing about Angus Barbieri, that very guy that we just talked about in the previous segment. I'll link to that article in the show notes. There's some interesting extra bits in there that add a bit of color to the story. In more recent times, though, Dr. Ken Berry, a board-certified family physician and fellow in the American Academy of Family Physicians, has been highlighting the benefits of intermittent fasting and pointing his viewers on YouTube to the research and the studies that provide the evidence to support these claims. For example, fasting helps you lower your insulin levels, which, in turn, can help you lose unwanted fat faster. Just some quick basics on insulin and why this should matter to you. Insulin is a hormone that's made in your pancreas. Your body uses insulin to manage stuff like the level of sugar in your blood, primarily, among other things. It turns sugar into energy and also stores it for later use. So, when you eat food that's high in sugar or carbohydrates, your body has to produce a lot of insulin to manage all of that. And just to oversimplify things, if you eat carbohydrates, your body makes a lot of insulin, and insulin also tells your body to store excess energy in the form of glucose in your muscles and in your fat cells to get them out of your bloodstream. There's too much sugar in there. Long story short, if your blood sugar is always high, your insulin will need to be always high as well. And you don't want that. That leads to plenty of situations and conditions that can be pretty bad for you, like your body experiencing inflammation in various forms in different areas, leading to issues like diabetes, problems with your heart and your blood vessels, as well as potential issues with your kidneys and whatnot. Reducing the amount of sugar and carb intake will help you avoid these issues. And fasting helps you do that, um, faster. It's one reason why people who have done their research and want to lose weight include intermittent fasting in some form. Because it helps them lower insulin and help them drop pounds faster over the long run. Now, there's an interesting statement by one of the researchers of a 2017 study that was published in the journal called Cell Research. It says, Intermittent fasting without a reduction in calorie intake can be a preventative and therapeutic approach against obesity and metabolic disorders. This is from Kyung Han Kim. You wouldn't need to count calories if you do intermittent fasting, and it can still help you lose weight and improve certain things in your body. That's pretty decent. Another way intermittent fasting helps you is by increasing your metabolism by anywhere around uh, 3 to 15% which means your body will burn more of the stuff it needs to burn faster. It can also help you do things like repair your body's cells, and help them do it faster through a process called autophagy. This is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer and healthier cells, according to Priya Korana, a PhD in nutrition education from Columbia University. Think of it as your body doing recycling and cleaning at the same time. And this is according to Dr. Luisa Petre, a board-certified cardiologist. She has said autophagy is best known as the body's way of turning the clock back 
and creating younger cells. Just think about that for a moment and what it essentially means for you. Other benefits include removing toxic proteins from cells that have to do with diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease, like mentioned at the outset, providing energy and building blocks for cells that can still be repaired, larger scale regeneration and production of healthy cells, and more research is being done to see the potential of the process of autophagy to help address cancer. And what's the quickest way to induce autophagy and start experiencing the benefits? According to the research, it's fasting. There are, of course, a lot more benefits to fasting. This is by no means an exhaustive discussion. We know that it's good for helping you lower insulin levels, that it helps you increase your metabolic rate, helps you increase the rate of cellular repair, helps decrease inflammation, and other things it can help you with include decreasing the chance of heart attack and stroke. And if you work out and you're interested in building lean muscle, Fasting can actually increase human growth hormone, or HGH, naturally by 3 to 5 times, which in turn helps you burn fat even more and helps you get more toned. So, how much would you pay for a pill or a product that helps you lose weight and belly flab, helps you look and feel a bit younger, and maybe even help you live longer? Would you pay $49.95 for 30-day supply? Now, a lot of people wouldn't bat an eye at throwing around that kind of money for that kind of stuff. Here's the thing. Now you know you can get all of that for free. The only real question is, will you? Well, only you can answer that. Anyway, folks, it's time for this episode's featured track. And it is from the British indie rock band Doves. And they have a song called Words from their 2002 album, The Last Broadcast. This album was critically acclaimed and went straight to number one on the UK albums chart and was shortlisted for the Mercury Prize in that same year. Now, the song itself wasn't released as any of the three singles from the album, despite being one of the catchiest and just dreadfully optimistic songs on it. And you get what I mean when you listen to it. And it just goes on to show how good and solid of an album the last broadcast is. So make sure you listen to the song in the show notes, and I'll put Spotify and Apple Music links in there so you can check out more of their stuff. Because if you like good indie rock and solid pop songwriting, Doves might be a band you should check out. That's it for this episode of 750 Mills. Make sure you head on over to 750ml.fm to check out links to stuff we've talked about here. That includes a feature track that I'm confident you'll be glad to have listened to. It's very nice, very poppy. The secret link and everything else we've talked about. You can subscribe and listen to the 750 Mills podcast on podomatic.com, please do, as well as Spotify, now Deezer. Just type in 750ml podcast in the search box and tap on the follow button. Links to all that will, of course, be in the show notes, as always, which you can find on 750ml.fm. That's 750ml.fm. Thanks for hanging out with me, folks. My name's Andre, and this has been the 750 Mills Podcast. I'll leave you with some interesting words from Albert Einstein. We cannot solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Hope you guys have a good day. Take care.